Welcome back to another episode of Break Out of the Matrix, and this episode is different than anyone I've ever done before because I have the most special and important guest ever here, and it is my boyfriend, Marcos. Hello, hello. (laughs) So the Boyfriend Reveal podcast is something that people have been wanting to do for, wanting me to do for so long, and I guess I want to start the conversation of why I've waited so long to start the podcast. Um, and have you on the podcast or on my social media. And I feel like a lot of my friends were like, Julia, like, why aren't you posting your boyfriend and things like that? And I just felt like, I don't know, like it was just such a sacred part of my life. And I feel like I share so much of my life on social media already. And this is something that we talked about together. And I obviously wanted to respect how you felt about being on my social media, like being on such a big platform. And also the fact that like when we started dating, I did not have this big platform. No, you had zero followers. (laughs) (laughs) Zero. I think I was the first follower. So you were actually the first person that followed me on TikTok. And that was kind of crazy to see because so much in my life was happening so fast. And if you guys have been listening for a while now, you know a lot about my story and so many things happened for me in 2021, which is when we started dating. So I want to set the tone and like the foundation of like how we met, how we started dating. And I'm going to let Marcos tell you guys that part. She did not. That was not part of the script. (laughs) (laughs) And by the way, there was no script for this episode. Marcos is the one who said, Julia, there's no script. We're just going to do it on a whim. He's an on a whim person. I'm a planner. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay. So tell Um, the story from your lens, your perspective. So we met six years ago, six years, actually, yes, a little over six years ago. uh, We met freshman year of college. Um, She moved in across the hall from me in at UMass. Did they know you're from, yeah, you went to UMass? Now they do. Okay, well, <laughs> exposed. At UMass, we met. She moved in across the hall from me freshman year, um, and we knew each other in passing, and then we were friends kind of like on and off. Um, I would say towards the end of college, we kind of talked a little bit more because of entrepreneurship and business, and you got into, I don't know if you were really like an entrepreneur, but you were like interested in being a creator in like 2020, like pre-COVID. And I had been one of the only people I would say in our friend group, mm-hmm. like it was like a big, so we were in Greek life. So it was like a big like friend groups, mm-hmm. but I was probably the only one that was one of the only ones that was interested in like creating or more so entrepreneurship. So we talked about that a little bit in passing. And then I would say after COVID is when, again, we rekindled over business. I think we were talking about, you were doing like an influencing deal and we were just talking over stories and Snapchat. And then I honestly don't know like, exactly how it happened, but I think Come I, on, I slid into the DMs. <laughs> so basically, I knew no, he I was know, trying to keep that part. I out. know exactly what happened. I know exactly what happened. She so so basically, she did like an influencing deal. It was like use my code. Obviously, I used the code, and I was like, oh, like I actually need. <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> Name drop. So she did like these blue light glasses influencing deal, Baxter Blues, yeah, and I was like, oh, I need blue light glasses. I did need blue light glasses, to be honest. <laughs> I didn't need a hundred dollar blue light glasses, but so I used her promo code for Baxter Blues, and that's kind of how I like slid in. And then we just, I just kind of kept the conversations going. One thing led to another. We talked. We started talking like every day over business because we were both at a point where we were 
really early, like infants in business and entrepreneurship um, creating. And then that's kind of how we bonded. And then next thing you know, started dating. <laughs> and I will add in my sprinkles of the story that were really important parts to me was when we first started talking, like we were always friends. So I knew that like I felt comfortable like texting you and Snapchatting you. And I think when and because we were friends before, like I was so comfortable to like text you about entrepreneurship and those kind of things. And I actually remember one time in college when I was interested in learning about credit because I was always interested in like oh, yeah. personal finance. I remember texting him because I really looked up to him and he was super knowledgeable. He was in the entrepreneurship space way before I was. So I remember I would like just look up to you and be like, hey, like, you know, I want to start learning more about credit. Like, is there someone you recommend? And you were like, yeah, at credit. Yeah. You're like, I bought his course. I'll yeah. give you um, my password. And that's when I started learning about online courses. And I was like, thanks. So like, we always kind of talked about that kind of stuff. And then when I started taking entrepreneurship more seriously, and I didn't know he was sliding in my DMs to try to talk to me. And I just figured we were still, you know, friends, like we had a lot in common and a lot of values and same interests. And then we started talking a lot. And then I remember I don't even know how it happened, but we're like, let's FaceTime. And it was New Year's Eve. And I remember that year I was staying in for New Year's and he's, Marcus is in the military. So you want to talk about DC and the FaceTime? The FaceTime? The FaceTime. The New Year's Eve FaceTime. This is so, oh my Jesus. <laughs> All right. So I was in DC for the inauguration. I'm on the last couple of months of my military contract. I joined when I was 19. I'm 24. Um, I'm about to be out. But basically, I was in D.C. for the inauguration for like the for a couple of months, and we were talking about business because my actual job was a business and entrepreneurship, but I'm also part time in the military. So basically, we FaceTimed over. What were we talking about? We were like, I think, we, oh, we were doing vision boards. Mm -hmm. That's what we were bonding over vision boards. So it's not a joke. She actually was doing vision <laughs> boards like before she even was doing social media. Um, I forget what it was. It was like this long vision board, like booklet that we both did. And mm -hmm. I basically did one. And then... I forgot about that part, actually. Yeah, we st we basically were like, okay. So I I had a curfew. So I was back by 11. And we, we basically were like bonding over the fact that we were going to stay in on New Year's and do our vision boards. New Year's knew us. Like this was the year that we make it. Like all this stuff. So cheesy. You're probably dying on the inside. Yeah. So then... <laughs> <laughs> So then we did the vision boards. Was that the same night? So then we watched, the, was the movie that night? No, the movie was a couple months later. Was it months? Yeah, like February. All right, I'm going to wait then because okay. I don't want to skip to it. So you want to skip to the movie part. But I remember we were on FaceTime and you were, it, the FaceTime was earlier than 11 because we were on the phone for like many hours. Yeah. And I remember it being like, oh, I want to go watch the ball drop with my mom. Oh. So a lot of you guys know that I'm, obviously into signs and things like that. So earlier that year, I had declared my sign as a butterfly and he didn't know about the butterfly. And I said like, I know when I see a butterfly, like this is gonna be like my person, this is like the right relationship for me. And as we're like about to hang up on the FaceTime, I look up on my TV screen and Netflix was like idle and there was like flashing pictures and I saw a butterfly. And I remember just having like full body chills and especially like I wasn't gonna tell you that the first time we FaceTimed. And especially like, I forgot that we were talking about vision boards and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, so many things were just so aligned. And then I remember just like, it felt like five minutes and we were on the phone for like two or three hours on FaceTime. You actually, you told me, 
that day, you were like, oh, like, tell me to remind you about the butterfly a year from now. So I was like, <laughs> okay, I'll set a reminder for a year. And then two months later, she told me about the butterfly. Not even two months. I would say a month later, you told me about the butterfly. Yeah, I couldn't hold it in. No. <laughs> because I had seen it, like, a few more times. So then that's what happened. That was, like, the first, I think, initial spark when I was like, okay, I think I'm kind of, like, into him. Because I always just thought we were friends. I think Marcos thought differently. But I just was like... I think we're just friends, and I just, like, enjoyed, you know, I was, like, pursuing something, but I wanted to be, like, at the right time. I was, like, willing to wait, and I wasn't in a place where I felt like I was trying to, like, control anything for once in my life, and I was just so open-minded and so willing to, like, let things unfold the way that they were meant to be, and then we come into the new year, and then the funniest part was when... We were talking for like months. I was living in Long Island at my mom's house. I hadn't even moved out yet. And Marcos was in DC and then he went back home to his parents' house. And um, I remember when you wanted to come to New York. So you want to talk about that? I wanted to come to the- You skipped the movie. Was the movie after New York or before? No, well, before. I was, in, I was still in DC. Was it? Yeah. Okay. So basically, so he wants to talk about the movie. So basically, we were <laughs> FaceTiming one night and I was like, let's watch Inception. If what, one thing you you don't know about her is that it's really hard for her to commit to movies and TV shows and anything like long form. So she doesn't watch movies. I have to force her to watch most movies, like The Man from Toronto and stuff like that. <laughs> we love that movie on Netflix if you guys haven't watched it yet. It's really hard for her to commit to movies. She doesn't like most genres, so she loves like a good rom-com. But anyway, I tried to get her to watch Inception. Not a good choice for her first like serious movie. Anyway, we were like an hour and a half in, and she just was like, my friends want to go out. <laughs> so she's like, so she leaves, she literally like hangs up the, like, she's like, all right, bye. And like, she hangs up the phone and goes out with her friends while we're like, I was like having like a romantic FaceTime movie <laughs> session. So that's how, <laughs> that's the movie story. All right. You have to play hard to get some time. Yeah. And then, what, oh, the New York. So then basic, oh, so basically, wait, what did you want to talk about in New York? So after the movie, then we were talking, like, more, and I really felt like I was falling for you, but I almost wasn't sure, and I was scared, and I, like, had my guard up, and then you said to me, you're like, I think I want to come to New York, and I said, oh, are you looking to solo travel? We had made this joke about solo right travel. Right over my head. Yeah, because <laughs> she was big on this whole solo travel thing, decompressing, like, lear- learning about yourself that stuff and I was like oh I want to solo travel <laughs> this, this is like the same as the Baxter maybe I'm just clever but uh, basically I pinned it at solo travel eventually before I even came she kind of we, we kind of talked about it we're like yeah this isn't solo travel this is a date but like I, I decided to go to New York this is the first time we had seen each other since college yeah and I was like all right I'm just gonna go to New York and we're gonna it was Valentine's Day weekend. I was like, we're going to have a good Valentine's oh, Day wait, weekend. Oh, wait, that's the best part, that he planned his solo travel Valentine's Day weekend yeah. and but asked me to meet before, up. Before I got there, we knew that it wasn't solo travel. We had <laughs> cleared it up that it was obviously, like, a romantic weekend. And then one thing led to another. Next thing you know, we're in New York City together. This is after D.C. And he um, came to pick me up at my mom's house on Long Island. I drove from New Hampshire all the way to, because I lived in New Hampshire at the time. Uh, drove from New Hampshire to New York or to Long Island and to New York City and then we spent the weekend literally down the street from uh, Financial District and then we spent the weekend together and then we were together ever since. And you want to talk about the flowers? Okay so the flowers so 
I obviously need to get her Valentine's gift, first impressions. Um, so I went to, I actually saw an influencer that I like a lot get them, the Venus, the Venus of Floor flowers, the ones that last like a year. So I was like, oh, he got them for his girl. I'm going to get them for my girl, <laughs> naturally. So expensive, like $400. <laughs> Four hundred dollars. I didn't. I did not have to spend. So I bought. The, I was gonna get the smaller ones, but I was like, you know what? All out. Like it, I, I thought about it like an investment. Honestly, I was like, you know what? This is an investment. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm gonna get ROI on this. So I went and I got the four hundred dollar big, the ones you guys have seen a million times. Flowers from Venus of Floor. I actually ordered them to my house in New Hampshire and then hid them in my trunk because I was ashamed or embarrassed that my parents would see that I bought. $400 flowers for a girl that I haven't seen in a year. <laughs> so this was... No, in many years. I, have like, I don't even know the last time I saw you. Pre-COVID. Yeah. So yeah, maybe over a year. I don't know what I was doing. I don't know what got into it. I'm very impulsive. <laughs> I have no idea what got into me. Um, the timing I was... I didn't mind. This was, yeah, this was terrible timing. I didn't even know what I was doing. But, you know, I took a shot because I feel like sometimes the universe does not care about your timing. Um, he said it, not me. So anyways, I drove to New York <clears throat> and I gave her the flowers. And they just so happened to be the flowers that were on her vision board. And no, I didn't know they were on her vision board. So that was crazy. And that was the best part because now that I think about it, we were doing vision boards together. Yeah. But I don't think I sent you mine. No, this was the picture of like the vision board. We did like the vision booklet yeah we, we did we were, some like we were writing our goals and stuff like that but it wasn't like picture picture form like the, yeah. this one so that was actually kind of cool look more foreshadowing but I just remember him telling me like Julia this is this was an investment and it's like that moment I'll remember forever I still have the flowers and yeah that was a really special moment so we started dating and then like I said like so many things happened so fast and this was when, like, I started, like, going viral. And I remember, like, he would celebrate all of my wins. It gets hard after a while. I was doing, like, <laughs> I would go on Canva and make her, like, PDF congratulation cards for, like, milestones. But when it gets to a point where there's too many milestones. Oh. So. And, okay, there's something outside, but. That was really special and important to me. And this is actually a point that I wanted to bring up before was that, I remember, like, even when you were like, oh, I'm going to come to Long Island, I'm going to come pick you up, and then you would make those Canva uh, little, like, graphics, little, like, emoji things, and I was like, oh, my God, like, you're going above and beyond. You would tell me, like, Julia, this is the bare minimum, and I remember just these feelings of, like, wow, like, everything I've ever wanted is really out there and really true, and it's, like, feels better than I could have ever imagined. Well, she started it because when I was in D.C., like, you would, you remember you sent me, like, a Starbucks gift card for oh, my yeah. birthday. And it was that. the only birthday gift I received that year. And it was, like, really special Aww. because she went about – this was when we were just friends, I think. I don't know. I don't know what it was like from her perspective, but I think she was flirting. She doesn't like to admit <laughs> it. She sent me a, a $25 Starbucks gift card because she had known that I've been having Starbucks, like, every single day. And this was – I had a bad coffee addiction. I still do. So He got me into it. Yeah, and I remember telling all my friends, like, oh, she sent me, like, a Starbucks gift card. Like, this is real. <laughs> I remember this. But she started it, and then I finished it, so. Yeah, I actually forgot about that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that was 
Oh, my God. That was, like, it feels, like, so long ago, and especially because, like, we were at two totally different places in our lives. And something that I really want to emphasize, and especially for anyone listening, that if you're in a place where you feel like, you know, I don't know what I want, I'm not ready yet, like, the best, or, like, you know, maybe you've been dating and maybe you're, you feel like your person doesn't even exist, like, I'm here to tell you that like it does exist and trust your timing because I definitely understand why now a lot of things in my past didn't work out or why things happened the way they did like when I wanted to move to New York City but then I was stuck at home because of COVID and I was in debt like so many different things and now it's like every single thing led me up to this moment and led us up to this moment. And even when I first met you was because I moved next door to you our freshman year was because I had like a falling out with my roommate my first semester of college. And for anyone who's been to college, you know that first, especially girls, like that first semester, you're like trying to make friends, you're maybe joining Greek life, you're doing all these things. And I remember feeling like my life was over because I was like, oh my God, you know, I have to switch dorms in the middle of the freshman year, like, this is so terrible, and now look where it ended up. So it's like everything does happen for a reason, and really just, like, lean in and trust. And I think that's also a little bit of a base for what has happened since we first started dating. Like, when we first started dating, you were saying, like, I can't even afford, you know, these flowers, but it's an investment. And look at how much we've done since then. Like, we travel, we live a nice life. Like, we're really, like, in this, like, vortex of abundant energy. And I've no doubt that it's because we feed off of each other, which kind of goes into, and you guys asked a ton of questions, so I definitely want to get into those questions, but really feeds into, you know, us both being entrepreneurs. And really, for me, like, and I'll let Marco speak to his own experience, but for me, I knew what I wanted. And I knew that I wanted somebody that I could live this kind of life with. But I also wanted somebody where I felt like we were growing together and I felt like we were going to be like sounding boards for each other. We were going to be growing together. We were going to be building something together. And that's so important. And I know to the both of us because we're both entrepreneurs. We're both obsessed with business. Like we're both obsessed with building a beautiful life, giving back. Like our bigger vision is really more for like impact. And that's why we want to build wealth together. So a lot of you have asked, like, how does he support you in entrepreneurship? So I think let's go into talking about us being entrepreneurs and what that's been like. Well, I think something we both had in common, both had in common since the beginning is we both have always had um, a money is abundant. Like, in a, money is money is abundant, but we've had this, like, abundant energy mindset. Um, and because money is abundant, we've always known that whatever you put out is going to come back tenfold. And I've had this... I've had this mindset since I was, like, 14. Like, I've always spent money just with no regret because I know the money's going to come back to me in some way. Maybe it's the way I was raised or maybe it's just um, who I am. But I've always, I've always thought that money would come back to me, you know, 10x to what I put out into the world. Um, and I think that's what led me into entrepreneurship, I think, naturally. But, yeah, I think the way – there was a question specifically – but I think it's easy It's easy for us to support each other because we live very similar lives when it comes to business and entrepreneurship. So in terms of schedules and understanding, we always understand when someone's busy and we know that our schedules can get packed and, like, we, we have kind of a routine at this point. So I guess we can't speak to 
a entrepreneur and traditional um, work relationship because we're very much an entrepreneur entrepreneur relationship. We are like different businesses, and Monday one day we would like to work together and like do something together. But at the moment, since we do live separate lives with separate businesses, I think we've just come to understand that we live the same life, just with different um, different niches, different industries. So we basically have the same schedule, um, yeah. which maybe that helps because we both start at the pretty much the same time and end at pretty much the same time and have breaks at pretty much the same time. So we both understand that. And we also both are uh, pretty shameless when it comes to like interrupting the other person. <laughs> so like neither of us are, we don't feel like we're bothering each other. Like maybe we know we're bothering each other, but like if she's if she has an hour break and I'm busy, she doesn't care. She's going to call me. <laughs> And hope I answer, and if I don't, whatever. And then and vice three versa. More times. Yeah, and vice versa. We don't, we don't like we, we might annoy each other in that sense, but we're we're pretty shameless, and I think that also helps. So like, it's not one of us like wondering if we should call the other person. You know what I mean? It's not like that kind of relationship. It's very much a shameless like, uh, naggy relationship, and sometimes we bicker. <laughs> yeah, a lot. So, <laughs> and I think. One thing that's really coming to mind for me is, like, how much we complement each other because of how different we are. And we're so different with the same values. That's how I always think about it. I would agree. I think we're, like, polar opposite people with essentially the same values and the same vision and the same interests. Yeah. So... I love it. Okay. So now I want to kind of go into the Q&A because the questions are really good. Um, so you guys asked a lot of them. I also just put something on my story. So I'm going to see if more came in. But, okay, so this is kind of what we talked about before, which I also want to add on to. So someone said, how do you balance your schedule as entrepreneurs? Can you give us specifics? So what about if we talk about, like, how we prioritize, like, dating, how we turn off, like, the on and off switch between business and personal life, things like that? Well, I think it's unrealistic to have an off switch for the most part. Like, we're pretty – when business is your life and creating is your life. And, like, because don't think of business. Like, when you start a business and you're an entrepreneur, like, it's not your job anymore. It's your life. And you don't you don't start businesses that you're not interested in. So if you're interested in the business that you're starting, you're providing value and you're pushing something you want to push out into the world if you're an artist or, or a business person or a creator, you're doing something you love. So naturally, the only thing you're going to want to talk about is what you love. Um so there's really not too much of an off switch. We do try to put like off switch on the businessy, like uh, you know, back end part of it. But in terms of like vision and you know uh, goals and stuff like that, like it really never turns off. Um, we do have moments where we're like, all right, let's just like stop talking about that, like anything related, and that's usually like nighttime, like. Uh, going to bed or maybe like sometimes we'll have a dinner or something where we're like no business mm -hmm. but for the most part it's very difficult to put an off switch and that's just the, the, the reality behind it and I think a lot of it comes back to the fact that it's like that is our like passion and that is our values right so I think sometimes like when people go to work and they think like oh I'm going to come home and talk about other things like we don't feel like that because like we do something that we love and something that you really helped me with is understanding that like being a creator it's like your business is your life and it's kind of hard to separate and of course you have to set healthy boundaries but I think you were the person to really tell me that you're like no you're like you being a creator and you being a creative and an influencer on that end it's like this is your life and your business it overlaps so much yeah I agree. 
Okay. So the next one is, how do you bring out the best in each other? You first. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> how do we bring out the best in each other? Um, I would say we bring out the best in each other by, uh, we have a lot of, like we said, we have, we're polar opposite people, which means a lot of my strengths are her weaknesses and vice versa. I would say things that I'm weak at are um, prioritization, hard work. <laughs> um, uh, doing, I don't necessarily agree with that. You're uh, very hardworking. Let's see. Uh, let, me, let me finish. <laughs> um, organization. Those are the main things, and I would say the things that you're not great at are. He's just calling me out. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm trying to be specific here. The things that you're not great at would be sticking with an idea and relieving of yourself of the self-doubt, uh, comparing yourself to others. A lot of the things that have to go into the psychological aspect of business, I'm great at. Um, and I guess that leads me into the fact that my main business for the past four years has had to do with um, – day trading and finances and stuff like that, where psych psychology is a, a very big part. So I guess that's something that's helped me. Maybe the military has helped. So that, I think that's a lot of her weaknesses, whereas she's really good at business, sales, creating content, speaking, hard work, prioritization, organization, time management. At least, at least uh, your list is longer than the negatives. Yeah, so <laughs> she's good at pretty much everything that is related to business. And I think that's why when we met, I had more experience in business, but she surpassed me in so many ways. I think she's a natural at a lot of those things. Oh, that's um, sweet. Yeah. All right, but don't dull your shine. Now I'm going to expose you. And this is what I love about Marcos, what I love about you, is that he'll call me out on my bullshit. And, like, I, it's really difficult for me to find friends or even in past relationships where people are going to just, like, call me out. And I know it's, like, I have that kind of energy where I'm usually the one doing that. Like, you guys know how I am. Like, I'm a mentor. I'm a coach. Like, this is what I do. So I'm used to, like, calling people out, giving the tough love. And it's, like, in a relationship, that is something that I wanted because you don't want to be around people all the time that are yesing you to death. Like you want to be around people that can say like, this is your weakness. Like what should we, how can you work on it? How can you get better? How can you be better? Because I think both of us individually are always striving to be better, but like, how can you be a better partner? And Marcos is dulling his shine. Marcos is very successful. And he is, I think what is the best qualities in you is that he can be so neutral Whereas, like, I am very, like, you know, I'm either really, like, strongly positive or really, like, strongly negative, depending on what the situation is. But he really can be neutral. And I think that's why you've been so successful in trading and building your businesses and building your brand is because you don't really get affected. Like, you never get too high on the highs and too low on the lows. And it's like, I think because I understand, like, right, abundance and celebrating your wins and letting that multiply, like, I get really high on the highs, which can really sometimes be difficult for me when there's low moments. Why are you laughing? No, I was just thinking back to all, I'm just laughing. <laughs> Don't worry about it. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I just think yeah. a lot of people will mistake uh, me. They'll look at me and they'll be like, oh, like, or I've been told this a million times, like, 
uh, you're emotionless or you, you, that's pretty much what a lot of people have told me. But for the most part, I just try to stay nuanced and neutral for a lot of things because most things in life are nuanced and gray area and not everything has such black and white answers. And I think, and I think for everyone watching that's in business, the most important thing to know is that there's most of the time it's not this or that, it's something in the middle. So if you get too focused on this or that, you're going to be searching for the answer forever. But in reality, you could just get the experience and you'll find that the answer was always in the middle in the first place. So if you just stay neutral, uh, you'll find your way for the most part. And I think that's like where we balance each other out because I bring more color and I bring more of that excitement and I bring that to you and you bring to me kind of to like recenter me and realign me back. Next I forgot question. what the question was. What was the question? I know, me too. How do you balance your schedules as entrepreneurs? Can you give specifics? So we went on a tangent. That was the question? Yeah. We didn't even talk about it. The way we balance our <laughs> schedules okay. is that we have the same schedule, first of all. Um, she wakes up most of the time before me because you set an alarm and I don't. I believe in waking up naturally. Uh, I wake up. He's not a planner, I told you. And no. I'm planning by the hour. I wake up, yeah, <laughs> exactly. I wake up very naturally. I've gotten better at this. But I wake up very naturally. I you know, have my coffee. I do have like a morning uh, schedule and journal just like her. Uh, and then for the most part, I, I'll plan like what I have to do for the day and then just kind of make sure I get those things done and then wing it after like 1 p.m. I know, the horror. But... Winging it. Well, and it's most important because in terms of productivity, you want to get your most important things done first, and you want to do your most creative things first. And you can really only make a few good key decisions a day. It's proven. So I believe in really having a great morning and a great start to your day, and the rest of the day will kind of ripple effect into it. Because a lot of times when you're doing things important in the morning, you'll find things to do in the afternoon. That's just kind of how I see it. But my days usually end at like 6, so we usually will wake up, We'll say good morning, whatever, just over text or whatever. We'll both have good morning. Sometimes we'll talk in the middle of the day, like lunchtime, because we both have lunchtime around, around the middle of the day, and we both like to go on walks living in New York City. So we'll do a call, catch up in the middle of the day for the most part, and then we'll go and tackle our second half of the day, and then at the end of the day we'll either talk or if we're hanging out or like going on a date or doing something, have an event, whatever, we'll do that. i say we see each other probably like two times, one to two times during the weekdays, and then we always see each other on the weekends. Mm -hmm. um, and that's essentially our schedule. It's pretty cut and dry once you actually say it out loud. <laughs> yeah. But we travel a lot, yeah. so Let's it, talk it's about hard. that. That's not one of the questions that I want to talk about. Let's talk about, like, lifestyles and similar visions because I know, like, especially when I was, like, you guys know, like I was, I was manifesting this relationship for so long and I knew exactly what I wanted. And it's like, sometimes I was talking about this with somebody, it's like putting a face to everything you've ever wanted. That's how I feel with Marcos. But that was so important to me that we could travel all the time and we could like take a day off on a Wednesday. And that's the beauty of entrepreneurship. And I think you're more leaned into that. And I had a lot of unlearning to do when I quit my nine to five. So well, a secret about me is I've never had a real nine to five. Um, <laughs> I my first job was sub shop. It was a sub shop <laughs> slash diner. I was buttering toast in the mornings and I would cut steak and cheeses in the afternoon. Uh, that was in high school, 
and then I went to college for a year, and then I joined the military when I was 19. So that was like my part-time gig. It kind of paid my way through college. Um, and to fund your business. Yeah. Well, I was a soccer referee, and then by the time I graduated college, I was already a full-time entrepreneur, so I never really had a job. So I never really learned the nine-to-five mindset, so I didn't have to unlearn it. Whereas she has had to unlearn it and still sometimes has to unlearn the nine to five mindset. Um, Julia grew up in a very uh, business, hardworking um, family. Both of her parents are successful entrepreneurs. But if you're an entrepreneur and you're watching, you know that it's not a nine to five when you're an entrepreneur. It's more than that. It's six That's to 24/7. six. Yeah, it's six <laughs> to six. It's 24 seven. Um, so. Naturally, you're an extremely hard worker, but sometimes you overwork. Um, I'm working on it. Yeah. But will I ever get better? So what was the original question? I lost my train of thought. Our visions, our life visions, and being entrepreneurs. Yeah, and yeah. So Wanting the same things and schedules, yeah. So something that I didn't do before meeting you, but once we got together, and it's something that I've always wanted to do, is have someone, a life partner, to travel with while you do business. You know, laptop, lifestyle, digital nomad. I quickly realized I quickly realized that it's very it's very difficult to be a digital nomad. Me personally, I work best from my quiet little desk computer, Herman Miller multiple chair. multiple monitors, his bougie setup. And it's very difficult to work from a laptop at a cafe like they say on Instagram. So, I can do like uh, minute ta- or menial tasks from cafes and stuff, but when it comes to like creative work it gets very difficult it does help like get some noise canceling headphones and stuff like that but that's especially not, that's not the point with trading yeah that's mostly why yeah in general just business like having multiple monitors and having all my productivity apps and everything it's a lot harder to do from a laptop anyways i've always wanted to have a life partner to travel with um so that's something we heavily exercise and i would say it's definitely a part of my dream life which is traveling whenever we want and being able to we do work when we travel for the most part i would say every time we travel we've done some work maybe not aspen um i was working my nine to five. Oh yeah i was working remote i forgot about that so in our first year together we traveled like six places or something yeah. like that what was your favorite place we traveled to london oh. of course London. So we're gonna pick that one. London is the Why? best because I'm an Arsenal fan. There we go. I'm, a, I'm an Arsenal fan, so like diehard. So Arsenal London. Fan. There's a game at 12:30 today. Um, London, then Aspen. I love Aspen. I want to go back to Aspen because I had a knee issue, so we weren't able to ski together or snowboard. But I want to go back and ski. Aspen was amazing. Yeah. But anyway, in our dream life, we want to be able to travel often. So that's something we talk about often. Is um, you know, mapping out our dream life and putting it on paper and seeing how we want to do it together. Well, we're planning right now my birthday trip. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next question. Do you want to add any questions? Okay. What TV show do you guys watch together? We watch the big ones. We watch you. Um, what's the other show that we watch together? You forgot? Yeah. Ozark. Ozark, yeah. You, oh Ozark. Um, that's, well, those are the big two. Ozark's over. You's coming back. We don't watch too many TV shows. Keeping Up with the Kardashians. <laughs> he uh, low-key loves the Kardashians. I grew up watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians with my mom, so <laughs> that's cheating. Um, 
I was trying to get her into some older shows, but it, like I said, it's very difficult to get her to commit to a show. I don't know why. Because you could do so many other things and watch the show. I'm a big movie. I'm not that big of a TV show guy, unless it's continuation into something that I've already been watching, which is why the only shows I watch now are something that I've always watched, like The House of Dragons or like She-Hulk, which is Marvel. I'm a big Marvel guy. He's a big Mar- He got me into Marvel a little bit. A little bit. So I haven't really gotten into like new big shows, but we watched a couple of shows. I think if another big show, like we watched the popular ones to keep up with the times as natural creator people. Yeah. Um, Pop culture. Is yeah. that what it's called? Pop culture. Yeah, sure. Creator economy. But that's it, basically. Yeah. I just, like, I don't love TV shows and movies. I think you could do so many other things. Yeah. Well, she watches shows that I don't like to watch by herself. Like, I like watching the same show over and over again. My mom is always like, Julia, you never watch new things. I just love watching the same things like that I know I like. Or, like, yeah, Friends. Or Sex you watch in the City. Sex in the City. You watch Manifest. I love that show. You watch those it's romance like movies and shows that I don't... I just... I let her watch any drama romance <laughs> stuff by herself. I don't even... I don't subscribe to that. <laughs> okay. Next question. Did your manifestation goals change when you met him and align more to his? So this is a good question. I guess this is for me, and you can let me know if you think that you agree with this. I feel like my manifestation goals adapted a little bit because, like I said, I've always been the kind of person, if you can't tell by now, that like when I want something, I go after it, and I'm willing to change the plan but never the goal. And, you know... I think it's like we want similar things while still having our own independence where it's like it comes back to those like bigger values. Like we want to travel. We want to give back. We want to do nonprofit work. We want to build generational wealth. We want to build brands. Like we're both on the same page about that. And I think when we first met, I thought that I would at least be at my job for like five years. Like I had no idea I was going to quit my job that fast. But like I said, you know, 2021 was my year of like massive, massive expansion and everything happened so fast. Like we started dating. I moved into my apartment. Um, You were looking at places to start moving out and now he lives in Brooklyn. So we also, that just reminded me, we did long distance like the whole first year. And I don't think many people know that. And I think that had its own challenges, but it never felt like it was limiting. And I think it's because we actually used that time to travel. And that's why we traveled so much because we were like, if we're going to travel to see each other, why don't we just travel to some other destination together? That's why we traveled so much in the first year. It didn't really feel like long distance um, because I was only four hours away anyways. So between being only four hours away and traveling so much, it didn't feel like long distance. We definitely went through some of the challenges, but it was never like, we never, I swear, we never went in a whole year, we never went more than two weeks without seeing each other. I think there was only two times, and it was once when you went to Italy and Mm -hmm. once when I went away. But other than that, we never really went too long without seeing each other. Yeah. Um, So we didn't have like the six months apart type long distance challenges as a normal long distance relationship. Yeah. And I feel like back to the question about manifestation goals, I think the only goals that really changed for me was that I wanted to be more of like a digital nomad and I wanted to sell everything and just go travel the world for like two years. And I think 
it's almost better because like one, he like he said, he's in the military right now, so we can't leave and go somewhere for like months on end. But when his contract is up, we've talked about like, oh, should we go live in Europe for a year, go do things like that? And I think your stance on that kind of shifted my perspective in a good way. And I think at first I was kind of like upset because I wanted to do that. When I studied abroad, it was like an amazing experience. But I do kind of agree with like our bigger goals, like building successful businesses, like, you know, rocking at the seven, eight figure level, like that's not going to happen if we take two years off right now and go travel the world. And I think that's more of a priority for us. So I think that's really the only thing that changed for me for the better. Yeah. I think, like I said before, the the digital nomad lifestyle is very specific. And if you're trying to build some sort of big brand, big business, you know, hit certain um, figures, it's difficult to just take a year off. And as much as it sounds like it's not a year off because you're overseas, but the time is completely backwards. Like, good luck trying to do sales calls at midnight and trying to, you know, schedule your content. It's just not, it's just not practical. It's not, it's not impossible, but it's not practical. And much rather, you know, build what we need to build and then travel and do it. And we're still traveling here anyway. We can go places for weeks at a time. So, yeah. This one's fun. What is the most annoying thing your partner does for both of you? You, you first. first. You first. I always go first. <laughs> <laughs> most annoying thing your partner does. Marcos is obsessed with Twitter. And I think the most annoying thing is that he's obsessed with Twitter. And I think it's funny because I'm obviously a creator, but I don't spend that much time consuming but Marcos is a consumer. <laughs> a consumer? No, it's because Twitter is different. I thought you were going to say something different. I didn't think you were going to say Twitter. There's nothing wrong with being on Twitter. I use Twitter for a lot of things. I use it for my news. I use it for, uh, I don't know why I'm obsessed with Twitter, to be honest. I have, I have nothing to say. I'm just going to move on. Because <laughs> uh, he knows I'm right. So, yeah. I like Twitter. Twitter's great. Um, what was the question? What's what the I... most annoying thing your partner does? The most annoying things that you do. Things. Oh, there's multiple guys. Things. I would say self-doubt is one. Um, and then other than that, I would say her calling me out for me being on my phone when she's on her phone just as much, if not more. She swears she's not. She'll always be like, you're always on your phone, you're always on your phone. She's always on her phone, too. If She's on her phone way more than me. And she's always like, you're on your phone so much. It just goes right back to the Twitter. You're like, what? <laughs> I told you guys it's Twitter. He admitted it at first. That's my biggest pet peeve. That's it. That's honestly, like, such an entrepreneur problem. Yeah, it is hard to be. <laughs> we've actually recently been talking. Something we've been talking about lately is that controlling our dopamine levels. Because um, we, we are both something that we share so we're both very interested in personal development, psychology, um, those kinds of things, self-help. And Optimizing our lives. Yeah, and something that I've been uh, learning about is, you know, controlling your dopamine, especially as an entrepreneur and especially when you wake up in the morning and stuff like that. So something I've been trying to do and I was telling her about is controlling my dopamine early in the morning. I won't use my phone when I wake up. For the past few weeks, I don't use my phone when I wake up. I'll just wake up, you know, get, uh, do, you know, hygiene, get a coffee, do my journal and start working. 
and the nature of being if you're if you are doing creative work if you have to create content you have to write um you do your best work if you don't spike your dopamine levels with all these other things because as soon as you wake up and you look at your phone it's gonna it's gonna put like five notifications and start spiking your dopamine you're gonna start looking at all of these different things next thing you know your your creativity for the morning is already shot so something that I have been putting into place is no phone when I wake up. I don't even look at my phone until like 10 a.m. now, um, sometimes earlier, depending on when I finish my creative work. But I'll try to sit down and get at least like a 90-minute session of just creative work, uh, you know, content, um, bigger decisions and stuff like that. And then after that, I'll look at my phone. Because the thing is, dopamine is meant to, you're supposed to feel the dopamine when you, as a rewarding uh, chemical. Like, when you finish a two-mile run, when you, you know, hit an achievement, you do something good. But if you're constantly on social media, uh, you're going to get those dopamine levels spiked for no reason, and it's going to mess up your brain chemistry and, in, in turn, your productivity. And something that I struggled with is productivity. So fixing my productivity and dopamine levels has helped me a lot. I love it. Okay. Marcos is very knowledgeable, by the way. Like, he knows all these, like, fun facts, and it's probably because he's always on Twitter. He's always on his phone. Yep. She's always like, where'd you learn that? <laughs> the internet. <laughs> okay. Um, this one's spicy. Oh, boy. How do y'all get intimate with each other aside from having sex? Me? Yeah. I went first last time. I went first every time. I would say something... Some things that we do are we do no phone dinners. Um, I think no phone dinners are great. I think communication is um, good for intimacy. For example, your love language is, uh, what is it, word? Word and, we talked about it before, yeah. Mine's are, mine is active service, physical, I love physical touch. Anyway, um, she uh, good communication is good, especially when your love language is word. Um, another thing we do is we, Almost every night, we tell each other something we love about each other. Um, we talk about things we're grateful for. Um, I would say those are the big three that we do. Do you have any to add? I was going to say, like, gratitude, definitely. I think our communication is really strong where sometimes it's a little too strong, where we'll just say what's on our minds. We never, like, hold anything in or keep anything from each other which is good and bad because sometimes it's, like, no filter. Mm -hmm. But I think that it's really good because we're willing to, like, talk through and work through things. And I think people are probably like, oh, you know, do you fight? Do you bicker? Things like that. And it's like, of course, like, we're human beings. We're, like, real people. But I think that our mission is so much bigger where it's like, okay, like, even if we fight, it's like, how can we use this to get better? How can we use this disagreement to, like, get better and improve our relationship and see where the other person's coming from? Because I think looking at it through a curious lens rather than being, like, afraid, like, oh, should I not say that or did I say something wrong? Rather be curious and say, like, why am I triggered right now? Or, like, how can I be better? Or how can I be a better partner? Yeah, I agree. So I would say that. Okay, I want to hear your answer for this one because I don't think I know it. How did you both know that the other person was the one? Oh, that's easy. So for me growing up, and you can ask anyone that knows me closely, especially my family, is I've always been very quiet when it comes to like what's on my mind and 
just what I'm doing. And I've always been a pretty quiet person uh, when it comes to, like, personal stuff. And I think she doesn't take no for an answer. So she broke me out of my shell. She always makes me say what's on my mind. Um, she always makes me – she makes me more uh, out of my bubble when I'm around my family. She improves who I am as a person. So I think – that's kind of how I knew. Like, my family was like, oh, I remember something my mom said that stuck with me. It was, we love when you're here because whenever you're here, I think it was my dad, whenever you're here, he's more social. And I was <laughs> like, I guess that's a good point. Like, I'm more of a, I'm just a better person to everybody around me when she's around. So that's kind of how I knew. Aww. Don't make me cry. <laughs> Go ahead. What's yours? I'm not, I don't... I, She's, we have the opposite emotional spectrum, so when she's like, oh, don't make me cry, and I'm like, what? I think I've seen him cry twice. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, are you crying right now? No, it's something mine. Okay, sure. That's what he said. How did I know you were the one? Well, obviously the butterfly. Like, I knew that was a sign from something so much, like, greater than me, and I think I knew you were the one when it felt easy, when it felt like easy in the sense of like, oh my God, like there's no drama, there's no friction. And, you know, I think that I've, in my upbringing, I've come from like a lot and a lot of hardships. And I think that's what got me to where I am today. But I think it, my whole life I had naturally gravitated towards like drama and chaos. And for the first time, this felt so like out of the box, almost bizarre in the beginning that I was like, there's no chaos. Like it just feels normal. And it was the first sense of normalcy I had in my life at that time when I had not much normalcy. So it almost felt weird at first. And I think that's why I questioned it a lot in the beginning. And I think that's why I was asking for signs because I was like, is this what it's supposed to feel like? Is it supposed to just feel like normal and just like flowing more so than like easy? Go ahead. You want to say something? No, I was just going to say like, (laughs) It's just we that's another part that we're polar opposites or I, I maybe it's just I think it's part of the way I grew up. I didn't really have any drama growing up. Um, I've always like completely turned a cold shoulder to any any bit of drama. I have a little sister and she would cry and I'd be like, whatever, like, just <laughs> cry. <laughs> we don't care. No. I don't treat her like that. But I think I, I'll I just, treat my sister like I've that. Just, <laughs> I've just been very uh, I've just been very no drama my whole life. And I also it, oddly enough, and I always think about this, I never really had a death in my family growing up. So I think I never developed an emotional gene towards things. I don't know how to explain it, but I think it helps me when it comes to drama. I don't, you can ask her anytime there's drama, even on social media, I'm like, whatever. Like people like, Neutral. you know, hate comments, uh, you know, some, someone did this, someone's doing that, whatever. Like <laughs> it didn't affect me. So that, that's just how I've always been. And I think that like, Another note is like that whatever helped me not get so hyper fixated and overthink because Marcos's favorite phrase is, it's just not that serious. <laughs> when I'm like, oh my God, so hot headed, like I'm ready to just uh, throw punches, Marcos says, Wait, what? It's not that serious. Oh, yeah, it's not that serious. It's never, <laughs> it's almost never. This goes back to the nuance in the gray area. It's almost never that serious. It's very, <laughs> well, the, the, uh, another quote that stuck with me is that uh, anxiety, 99% of anxiety is you're making up scenarios in their head that actually will never happen. Yeah. So 99% of situations, whatever you're you know, anxious about or worried about, it's not going to happen. You're going to be all right. And if it does, you deal with it when it gets there. <laughs> there we go. 
So I knew you were the one because it felt normal. And I think when he started telling me that I was asking for the bare minimum, made me be like, wow, good men do exist. Yeah, I forgot what, what that, where, that, where I said that, but it was funny. I remember, because I remember it was when you were coming to pick me up on Long Island for our first date. And I said, you're going to drive an hour out of the way? Like, I'll just come take the train and I'll meet you. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, huh? Like, she was like so shocked by that. Like, that he was going to come pick minimum. me up at I'll, my house. I'm picking you up for a date. <laughs> that's right. Isn't that not the bare minimum? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I guess chivalry's dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Next question. This is interesting. Well, we talked a lot about entrepreneurship, so I don't think we need to go back down that route, but how do you experiment with the masculine and feminine in your relationship? Um, do you want to answer this? I feel like I have more masculine energy when it comes to being like, when he said, like how you said before, like in business, sales, marketing, really like I'm super, super motivated. So I think I come with that kind of masculine energy. And I think for that's for me in the masculine. I think you balance that out with like, you have to take a break. Like, let's just relax. Like, let's just do nothing. I don't think I knew what it meant to really relax before I met you. He knows how to relax. He knows how to chillax. I don't know. Like, I'm getting better, but he taught me a lot of that. And then my feminine and you balance out with the masculine, I would say, is like when it comes to that like emotional piece. And I say like, you know, when he has big successes, like he he's not putting himself on a pedestal enough. And when you have big successes and success in trading or success in your business and getting clients and your podcast, and I don't know if we're name dropping here, so I'll let him if he wants to, but success in your life, I think I help you Say, like, lean into that, lean into the emotion, to the feeling. Yeah, you said it best. I have nothing to add to that. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, 11-11. What are we wishing for? Um, let's see. That's most of it. I'm going to see if any other one, good ones, came in at 11-11. Okay, this one's good. Your favorite things about each other. Favorite things about each other? Yeah. Am I going first? Yeah. Of course. I went first before. You didn't even answer the last one. Uh, yeah. My favorite thing. I should have prepared answers. What? <laughs> you said no script. I know. Um, my favorite things. Though there's so many that I'd have to pick something good for the podcast. Aw. So cute. So, yeah, generic answer. <laughs> the media trend. You have to pick one. I'm media trend. So you were getting no, out of it? No, I'm going to think about I'm thinking about it. Oh. We're going to have to cut the space. Um, my favorite things about you are that you don't take no for an answer. Um, you this always doesn't take no for an answer. For example, there was a hair on the camera lens, and I'm like, she's like, oh, should I tell him? The, the producer. And I was like, whoa. I was like, no. She's like, 
And she started yelling at the producer. She just completely ignored what I said. <laughs> I was like, or if we're at if we're at a restaurant and I order something and it's wrong, and I'm like, I'll just deal with it. It's fine. It's not a big deal. She will tell them anyway. She'll be like, Oh, I think you messed up his order. I'm like, Ugh, I get so embarrassed. <laughs> so that's that. Um, definitely the organization. I would say definitely the willingness to travel. I think your motivation motivates me because I do get lazy. But um, probably your lean, your, the way you lean into the emotions, um, like the happy dances that you guys see on the story. I had to start doing happy dances naturally. We happy dance together, guys, behind the scenes. Not that often. On FaceTime. We definitely do. He's just he's dull and his shine again. So that's another one. Um, I mean, I could go on forever, but now it's your turn. No. Okay. My favorite things about you are that he's so affectionate. You're so affectionate. I, like, was not super affectionate before, and I think that you helped, like, break that out of me. Like, my mom always wants to hug me, and I'm just, like, wasn't big hugger. My friend, my best friend, Julia, like, she's a hugger. She always wants to hug. I'll hug her. But even with Marcos, like, his love language is physical touch and, like, affection. And I think that was a huge barrier I had to break down, and I'm so happy that I did. And that's one thing I love about you. Um, another thing is how long-term you look at things. That's something that I wish I could be better at because I have a very, like, short-term vision or a very short-term way of thinking where I'm like, what are we going to do the next 90 days? What are we going to do the next six months? And you think, like, 10, 20 years. And I'm like, oh, my God, I have no idea where I would even be in 10 years. I never think about that. And you're always thinking, like, long-term. Um, you are, like, the kindest person in the world. I wish that I like I – like, I know I'm a good person, like – Yes, and I appreciate, like, all the love I get in my DMs, but I feel like you are, like, the kindest, like, sweetest person in the whole wide world, and I could use a little more of that in my life. Yeah, gas me up. <laughs> but he really is. Like, he just has such, like, a pure, genuine heart, like, for your family, and that was, like, huge. Like, the way that you treated your fam, the way that you treat your family really stuck out to me and, like, how much you care about them and, you know, like your goals and your visions, so much of it is to give back to your family. And they're probably going to watch this and listen. But, like, I think that is, like, the kindest and, like, sweetest thing somebody could do. And I've learned a lot from you like that, that, like, to just be more, like, genuine. I don't know. Yeah. Well, two parts. So going back is to the the long-term vision thing is most people – overestimate and I forget how that quote goes but most people overestimate what they can do in a short amount of time and they severely underestimate what they can do in a longer amount of time so consistency and discipline is far more important than your motivation or your you know your brand new idea um, try not to get shiny object syndrome um, that's my golden nugget of the day and then back to the second part um, yeah I guess it was just compliments, so there is nothing to say for the second part. But <laughs> Well, also, too, you're so much more disciplined than me. I think people look at me and they think I'm, like, super disciplined, but, like, I definitely am, but I think that you are very, like, consistent and disciplined, and I'm disciplined and a little inconsistent. We balance each other out. Yeah. Well, what you guys didn't know is that she really wanted to have a script for this. She, she loves a script, but 
what I was saying is that you guys would love for it to not be scripted because you get the real her. Let me know. DM me and let me know. I'm a big fan of no scripts. I'm a big fan of just sitting here and talking and being us. And the questions are a good guide. But scripts will, you know, deter you from what you're actually thinking for the most part. So agree to disagree on scripts. There we go. Is there <laughs> anything else you want to add? Do you want to name drop yourself? Do you want to? No, I'm sure you'll tag me in the description or something I'm sure like you'll that. go and find him and everything he does because that's what me and my friends would do. <laughs> what detectives? Yeah, yeah, there detective are. work. There's a lot of detectives. Um, no, this is cool. I mean, we never really, we we did for a while say that we were never going to do a reveal, um, be, not because we didn't, uh, not because we were afraid or anything like that. It was more so the privacy is power dynamic, um, and it allows us to focus more. But we're not really, we don't really worry about that too much. Maybe we're inspired by the Hormoses. <laughs> Our favorite people ever. Yeah, maybe we're inspired by the hormoses or something. But um, we did like privacy is power. And, you know, we're still going to stick with the privacy is power. It's not like we're going to be making relationship content yeah. <laughs> like, consistently. Um, but, yeah, no, the questions were good. Um, I like that a lot of people are asking about the whole entrepreneurship side while also asking about the relationship side. Um, I think there's a lot of good stuff in there. I agree, and that kind of makes me think about, like, where – you know, are we going to do more podcasts? Are we going to do content? And I kind of feel the same way where it's like, of course, it's a piece of my life. And this is something I wanted to touch upon too. Now it's coming to me is like, I think for a while, I want to keep my relationship so separate from my business. And now I realize how much it's fueled my business. And I definitely don't think I would have got to where I am without being in this relationship because of how much you have supported me and how much you've helped me when like I want to give up and I wanted to just sit and sulk and like you have helped me so much through so many difficult times in business because you're a more seasoned entrepreneur than I am and you've been through more failures and hardships in your entrepreneurial journey. You've seen a lot, like you've networked with a lot of people in influencer space in online course space, things like that. And I think you've been such a good sounding board, but also like voice of reason. And you know when to be a sounding board and you know when to be a voice of reason. And I don't know, I just, I don't, I think, and I know that like love and relationship and that part of people's lives, whether it's platonic relationships, romantic relationships, have so much of effect on your business. And because it's like, you know, the way that you are behind the scenes, the way that you are in your relationships, the way that you treat the people in your life are probably the way that you're treating customers and clients and followers and things like that. So that's kind of when I felt comfortable to say, like, you know, maybe it's time to start sharing. But I agree, I'm not I'm not expecting it to go in a direction of like, oh, you know, relationship content and stuff like that. Like, I still want to post the content that I post, but I'm also open-minded seeing, hearing the feedback, how people like this. So DM me, let me know, leave us a review. <laughs> well, I think it's an interesting dynamic that there's not a lot of commentary on in our space, which is the entrepreneur-entrepreneur relationship. Um, I think originally, and I think we both thought this is like, oh, be an entrepreneur, you have to, you know, focus on yourself, like grow yourself so that you can find someone else at your level and all that stuff. But I think there is a place for finding someone who's also interested in business or entrepreneurship or creation or creative and growing with them. For example, I would have never been successful without you. Um, so I saw that 
having this relationship was actually a benefit or an asset towards, I hate to use that word, an asset towards growing uh, myself and my business. And I think there was like a preconceived notion that having a relationship would actually mess me up because I would be losing focus. Um, so I think the entrepreneur-entrepreneur relationship, I think it's becoming more popular now. Um, for example, the Hormoses and how they were, um, they were at nothing when they met. Um, and I think that's how, how we were. So I think there's a place for it, and I do think it deserves a little bit more um, foresight, and, or not foresight, commentary on it. So that's kind of a big reason why I wanted to do the podcast, because a lot of people do have questions about how you balance and how these, a lot of these things, but what's not talked about is actually the balance comes from being together. You know, I mean, we have balance because we're together and because we push each other and because we make sh- we keep each other in check and uh, we talk about our days and, you know what I mean? So at the end of the day, you don't want to be talking to – your boyfriend or girlfriend and being like, oh, yeah, I did nothing. Like, yeah. that's, that's embarrassing. <laughs> like, so sometimes I'll literally sit there and I'll be like, man, she's like, I just know she's like going at it. She's been writing her, she's been writing her website copy for six hours and I'm sitting here doing nothing. Like, I should probably do something. So I have something to talk about at the end of the day. <laughs> we used to actually, this is something, we were actually before, this brings us way back, before we started dating. Um, Free Baxter Blue? Pre, uh, maybe like right after, or maybe even pre Baxter Blue, we used to, we were talking and we were like, oh, we're both in business, like we both want to succeed, but we have no friends that are also interested in this. Let's be accountability buddies. So we became accountability buddies, and and I think that actually took it, you know, it took us all the way to now. We're still to this day, we always talk about what we did, what we accomplished, what we're gonna do. Um, we really are still account- accountability buddies. <laughs> yeah, and I think it's also one thing I want to touch upon too is, like, it's very, like, non-competitive. Yeah. And I think us being in completely different businesses, that's what it is. But then again, it goes back to those same values where, like, I could so see us. I've always wanted to go into business together because I think the dynamic in our relationship, the, like, push-pull is really good in our relationship that I know will be great in business. But I also think that needs to just kind of come naturally and come when we're at a phase where there's something that we're both willing to work towards. Um, and I'm like willing to wait for that as well, but it's the same thing. Like, yes, we love the Hormoses and we look up to them a lot and, you know, seeing that we can both be successful, but never feel like it's competitive. Rather, it feel like we're building and creating something together. Yeah. Well, I always say that, um, I actually prefer her to be ahead of me. It's fun. Uh, if I'm a billionaire, I want her to be at a billion plus one. So it's always I don't really want to compete. It's more so just lifting each other up and always being at the same level and climbing up the pyramid per se together, climbing up the ladder together, and then we'll be at the top together and enjoy the fruits of our labor together. So, Yes. Anything else? Thank you. I'm good. That's it for that's me. That's it. And that's a wrap. <laughs> I should plan an outro. No, no outro needed. Just I don't do outros on mine. I oh, just, yeah. What's your podcast? My podcast is The Culture Shift. You're going you're gonna to tag Exposed. me. Yeah. Um, I don't do outros. I usually just vibe it out, rock it out, and then I hard cut it with a little outro music. I mean, come on, outro music right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for honestly creating a space for me to feel comfortable and open up and share my most prized possession. She called me a possession. <laughs> but no, really, like, help me really feel comfortable because I think when I first started my brand, you know, I had no idea what to expect. I had no idea where it would take me. I had no idea I would be creating on manifestation and spirituality and building a business, like so many different 
assets. Now you got me saying assets. So many different things that I would have never expected to be where I am today at this stage of my life. And I just feel really grateful for such like a loving and warm and welcoming community to feel like, you know what, my relationship is so good for business. Love is good for business. Love is good for life and living a beautiful and abundant life and manifesting your dream life. And this is mine. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Bye. <laughs>